Welcome, friends, to the Agora Network Ministries program, Hope for the Agora, a conversation about mental health and the church. Listen in as our hosts, the founders and directors of Agora Network Ministries, Alan and Bonnie Gallant, share practical, educational, and insightful information about the mental health conversation and stigma inside the walls of the church. Through interviews, stories, and Christ-centered devotionals, along with dialogues with leading Christian mental health professionals and network ministries, our hope is that you, the listener, will learn and experience that hope and healing can be found in a holistic approach for body, soul, and spirit. Our prayer is that you become more aware about the importance of your mental health and be willing to make the changes you need to become a healthier you, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Again, welcome to this program. Now, the founders and directors of Agora Network Ministries, Alan and Bonnie. Welcome back, friends. We're so glad that you have joined us once again this evening. We count it a great privilege to be on uh, Praise FM Cape Breton every Friday night at 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And if you're listening in the Maritimes, it's 7 o'clock your time. Tonight we have a special guest with us. He will be sharing once a month. He's our pastor care coordinator with Agora Network Ministries. And so if you're a pastor, uh, we want you to listen very intently tonight because once a month, Alan will be sharing uh, directly to the pastors and leadership in the church. We know that being a pastor, especially in this COVID-19 season, can be very difficult. I heard pastors say that they're more busy now than they ever were. And they're doing things that they were never trained to do. So we want to share a message to the pastors that will be an encouragement to them. So uh, Alan's going to share a part of his story, but introduce what Pastor to Pastor Radio Program is all about. So again, thank you for joining us tonight, and I know you will be blessed. Welcome to Hope for the Agora Radio Program and the very first installment of Pastor to Pastor, where we speak frankly on topics concerning mental health and pastoral ministry. Hi, I'm Alan Kleinadeters, and I'm your host for the Pastor to Pastor part of Agora Network Ministries, where we seek to bring hope and healing to the church dealing with the stigma of mental health. I like to come from the point of understanding that all of us, every one of us, are on the mental health continuum. Some days are great, we're enjoying life, we're happy, we're in the green zone, so to speak, and then there are times when the pressure is on. Stressors can be triggering, and we're headed perhaps into the yellow and maybe even into the orange zone. At other times, we find ourselves succumb to difficulties in life to a point where we find ourselves in the red zone. Perhaps we're falling apart. Depression and anxiety have gotten the best of us and we're finding it hard to function. Perhaps you've been diagnosed with a mental health um, 
disorder of some kind. And you know what? You can still find days in the green when things are going well and you are coping well um, and you're in a healthy place. So all of us fall somewhere on the continuum. Some days, one side more than others, we move back and forth along that continuum. My friends, that's life. And pastors are not immune to that life. So my prayer uh, for the pastor-to-pastor shows is to bring encouragement, is to bring hope, grace, coaching, guidance to pastors and church leaders as they navigate the stresses of ministry and their own mental wellness. So, uh, over the coming months, we'll bring on guest voices in the field to help us navigate the world of leading in ministry and still taking care of our mental health along the way. And I say that, it's interesting, because a lot of pastors are notorious for not taking care of their mental health. And there are many ways to do that, both proactive and reactive. And we'll talk about those over our time in Pastor to Pastor. We'll cover topics like burnout, self-care, trauma and loss, ministering with a mental health disorder, um, the importance of spiritual direction and different parts of that, uh, and a whole lot more, all related to ministry. On this show, as with all of Agora's programs, we will speak openly and honestly about mental health difficulties. So now I thought to start the show, because you don't know me, uh, who is this guy? I've been a pastor for some 34 years. I've done everything from youth ministry to youth and worship, church planting, uh, pastoring, an established church. Uh, So I've been around and I've, I've had my wonderful times in ministry and my difficult times in ministry. So you don't really know me. So I thought I would share some of my journey in mental health. Now, afterward, I will describe how we at Agora seek to help pastors and church leaders. Now, I've shared part of my story on the Agora Network Ministries website on their blog about two months ago. Now, it took me about four months to actually write it as I was trying to journey through and struggle through everything. And finally, the Holy Spirit just seemed to nudge me and said, listen, Alan, now's the time. Make it public. And what I didn't realize, I had no idea that it would be received, uh, how it would be received, since it was a story of pastoral pain that I had endured that took a toll on my mental health to the point of clinical depression and suicidal ideology. Uh, And after I posted this story and it went public through email and through social media, I was inundated with contacts from pastors, some who I knew, um, others who I did not. Uh, They were all struggling with their mental health and some were in severe crisis and I had to refer them to professional help as we should all do when we are in such a crisis is seek professional help. So... I thought it would be helpful to share part of my story of depression and of grace and of healing in my own journey as a pastor. And perhaps my story will resonate with you if you are a pastor or a church leader. So here's a little bit about my journey. 
The uh, year 2019 was probably the worst year of my life. It actually really exploded in early 2018 and just seemed to ramp up from there. I was struggling with bladder cancer, um, a broken marriage, and clinical depression, which came from a lot of that, and which all led up to my leaving ministry and leaving a young church plant to fend for itself. The whole thing to me was really kind of Job-esque, if I can use that word. You know, the story of Job where it just seems like everything came at him at once, all these calamities, and I found myself, like Job, calling out to God, crying out to God. Um, There were times I seriously contemplated suicide. I just wanted the pain to stop. And at one time, I mentioned to someone who, a friend who had come over to stay with me during uh, a very dark period, and I said to them, I'd rather be with Jesus than to keep on going through all of this stress and all of this emotional and physical pain that I was feeling. My depression had soared so out of control. I mean, I frightened myself because I had never been in such a dark place before. I've had hard times. I've struggled with things. I've been in through grief and, and trauma and struggles like that. But this was a new place for me, and it really did terrify me. <clears throat> now, I want you to understand something about me. Now, on the outside, you would never peg me as a depressed person. I Actually, admittedly, I didn't think myself as a person struggling with depression either. I realize that I have struggled at some level now through after some significant counseling and therapy that I probably dealt with depression my whole life at some level. Um, But I had very healthy coping skills that I developed on my own growing up. Uh, For me, creative outlets were my saving grace. Um, At a young age, I started doing things like drawing and I like to sing and get lost in music. In fact, later I became a musician. I started playing music and writing music. Uh, anything creative from writing to fly tying at one point, uh, cycling, all kinds of things was a reprieve and it gave me energy to cope. Now, I didn't realize, of course, at the time, but these became coping mechanisms for my depression. Now, sometimes these coping strategies, which had come become more natural for me, were a source of frustration for people around me. Um, for my wife, who watched me dive into one creative interest after another, uh, sometimes interfering with our relationship and even sometimes with work. I had no clue um, that all of this was somehow tied into my struggle with depression or that I even had depression. That connection didn't really come to me until I began intensive therapy through all of this as I headed into this clinical depression. Most of my coping mechanism, most of my coping mechanisms um, seemed not to work. I had no interest in them all of a sudden. It was my depression was so deep. I stopped playing music, and and I was a part-time paid musician. I stopped reading, I stopped writing, uh, drawing, among other things. I mean, I didn't stop all of my reading, but I used to read pretty voraciously and loved good novels as well as, you know, theology. I'd have sometimes four books on the go at one time. Well, that just sort of all fell away. I didn't even want to be around people. Now, 
how can you be a pastor without being around people? I don't know. My only saving grace, and I want you to hear this, besides clinging to Jesus, which was super important, and I'll get to that in a little bit, was my two-wheeled motorcycle therapy. And, okay, don't laugh, playing darts. The only things I did read were my Bible and some Henry Nowen and Brennan Manning, uh, a few other church fathers. I and I often found really good spiritual counselor counsel uh, through their writing. And so it came to a point where I was given three month leave of absence. Absence. I put nearly 10,000 kilometers at 6,200 miles for any Americans that are listening on my motorcycle in, well, between the end of April and the middle of September, probably. I traveled a lot. I camped with it. There were times I just felt so anxious. I would just jump on my bike and I would ride. I didn't know where I was riding. I'd ride for hours uh, without necessarily a destination in mind. Sometimes there was one time I packed up my bike to leave. I was so in a bad place and I knew that if I took off, I was going to ride into a truck or something. And so I had everything packed up, all my camping gear, everything, and I took it all off my bike. Uh, there were times, one time I was gone for like three days and I realized I should let my son know where I am uh, because he often was caring for me and yeah, he wondered where I was. I'd scream and cry in my helmet. I memorized a number of psalms that were just laments like Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will I be troubled you know, and weep day and night. I'd pray and I'd ride in silence, sometimes hoping that a truck would just veer into my lane. There were times when the despair just came crushing in and I was overwhelmed with shame and guilt and disgrace and uncertainties. And I was dealing with trauma from my life and ministry I had not dealt with leaving me exhausted and depleted. You know, here I was a pastor and I was ready to end it all. Um, now, this is something that we'll come back to from time to time in the pastor to pastor and possibly throughout Agora um, radio programs and our writings and that sort of thing. Uh, but I want you to hear this, and it's not mine. It came from um, a professor uh, from a course that I took called um, Pastoral Care, Trauma, and Mental Health During a COVID-Shaped World. And I thought it was great. Um, and this phrase, and I want you to hear it, that faith and mental health are not not mutually exclusive. They are independent of one another. You can be a person of deep faith and have a good, healthy rhythm with God and in your relationship with Jesus and still struggle with mental health. We need to understand that because that, my friends, is the root of stigma towards mental health in the church. You need to understand because I was clinging to Jesus. I had always had pretty healthy rhythms of prayer and fasting and going deep into the word and days of solitude, um, sometimes weekends of solitude and prayer. I love Jesus, and I held on to him with everything that I have. Uh, I dove deeper into the contemplative life 
during that time. I'd go to the local monastery where I prayed. I met with my spiritual director and, you know, um, there were times I just cried out to God. I was depleted by the time I left there. And other times I'd be walking in a prayer labyrinth and God would sort of get a hold of me and bring a word to mind or something I needed to work on. Friends, uh, God often answers prayers in ways that are unexpected. And I experienced this time and time again, like just at the right time, some would reach out to me, sometimes unaware of my state. Um, I participated in a special group for pastors called Soul Care uh, and found more healing and clarity through sharing and listening for the Holy Spirit. Um, and then God also brought Alan Gallant, who I knew previously back into my life, and connecting me with Agora Network Ministries. And for that, I'll, I'll forever be grateful. I had excellent counseling um, and was led to a place of deeper understanding and a plan toward healing and managing the depression. Um, and, you know, I very much have moved to the other side of all of this now. I've regained a focus and joy due to God's work in my life through all avenues, resources that he has afforded me, including medication, which has been really helpful. So as I began to seek God's direction as to what was next, uh, I was working alongside Alan Gallant with uh, Agora Network Ministries, getting things off the ground. I'd go with him and pray while he was speaking and stuff like that. And just God just laid it on my heart to begin working and for with pastors because my heart was broken for many pastors that I knew who had been struggling. So I find myself now helping to develop the pastor care and I'm the pastor care coordinator, uh, reaching out to pastors and church leadership in need of support and resources toward thriving spiritual and mental health. So my friends, God is good. He blesses us, those who seek him, seek his face and hold him. This was a verse that really jumped out at me and I held on to for a long time in this journey. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled. Matthew 5, 6. Um, and that journey might be arduous, might be long, but no matter what, I don't want you to hear this. You are a child of God. You are beloved by him see what great love the father has lavished love that word on us that we should be called children of god and that is what we are so friends um there's always grace you can face what needs to be faced own what needs to be owned and get the help you need so there's no shame in a struggle with mental health difficulties and there is god's grace along the way always God's grace. Now that we head towards the last part of our show here, um, in our first program, uh, I wanted to share with you just how we at Agora Network Ministries seek to support the church, support pastors um, through coaching and resourcing and helping assess. And we do that from a perspective that we call the three rope strategy. Uh, if you remember the story of Paul in Damascus shortly after he um, accepted Christ and began became a follower of Jesus and was on fire as zealous as he was persecuting the church, he was as zealous now for Jesus. 
And when we go to Acts chapter 9, we find that Saul at the time is uh, preaching Jesus and there is a threat on his life and his followers lower him down with ropes in a basket in a hole in the wall in order to escape. And we kind of picture that as a way of supporting pastors in their uh, not only reactively uh, when a pastor's struggling, but more proactively and how we the church can support a pastor um, and continue to support them uh, towards their own mental wellness. And so that three-rope strategy for us as people are supporting a pastor as they lowered Saul out of the hole in the wall towards safety, we look at it, one of the ropes is assessment. We come in and help you to assess where things are at, just in general, all for the whole church, but also how is how do we assess, number one, the, the pastor's uh, emotional and spiritual health, mental wellness, um, how do we assess where the church is at? Systemically, sometimes there are things within the church itself that make it really difficult uh, for pastors because the pressure is just too too high. So there's assessment, there is assimilation where we help the church come to a point of saying, here are the things we need to work on, here are the things we need to change, here are maybe policies and language we need to change and ways we can come around the pastor and others. And these are the things that need to change and, and bring them into light uh, and put them into whatever, write them down, put them into policy, um, figure out strategies to bring this out in the greater uh, church body. And then finally, through coaching and follow-up, help the church to bring it into action, making sure that, you know, we, we're so good at this. We have a vision, we have a mission, and we write it all down. Everybody says, that's great, that's wonderful. And then we sort of leave it on the shelf. We are here to continue to support and coach and um, communicate with you whatever resources you need, however, whatever you need from us, if we can support you or point you in the right direction, that is what we want to do. And I, I want to stress how important this is as we finalize our time. The pressures on pastors are so different today than they were in the past. And over the time together, we'll I'll express what those look like. But I just want to say here that one-fourth of all pastors in, in a recent LifeWay research, that's 23% acknowledge they have personally struggled with mental illness. And half of those pastors say the illness has been diagnosed. So the number of pastors diagnosed with clinical depression has actually double the national average. And that's across North America, U.S. and, and Canada. Almost 40% sought care for clinic, from a clinical counselor, and 45% sought advice from their family doctor regarding stress and anxiety issues. So it is prevalent, and we've heard of um, more recently of high-profile pastors who have taken their life, who have died by suicide. And we want to address the issues to prevent things like that, but to build up pastors and the church body to support one another as God calls us to do. 
So if you have any questions, if there are topics you'd like us to cover from uh, in pastor to pastor, I encourage you to email me at allen, A-L-L-E-N, at agoranetworkministries.com. Uh, just go to our website. You'll be able to connect with me there too and find resources as they develop. So I thank you for joining me in this first ever um, program, Pastor to Pastor. And I look forward to ongoing conversations and to hearing from you and to bringing in some great guests to deal with the topics uh, that pastors deal with in regards to their mental wellness. So have a good day and may God continue to bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. Thanks for now. And make sure you join us again every Friday at six o'clock for Hope for the Agora. As we conclude our program, we want to thank you for listening to today's broadcast. For more information about Agora, we invite you to journey through our website, www.agoranetworkministries.com. Also, please subscribe while there. Or email us at info at agoranetworkministries.com. Until next time, may you know and experience the hope and healing that comes from the greatest healer, Jesus Christ.